From the island in the desert, it's life punctuated at Story Story Night, where you hear true stories on a theme recorded live on stage and without notes from Boise, Idaho. I'm your host, Jody Eichelberger. On this podcast, it's the slam from our show inspired by The Question Mark, held on April 24th, 2018 at Jump in downtown Boise. Special guest Frankie Barnhill from Boise State Public Radio starts us off with a primer on unanswered questions from the podcast Wanna Know Idaho. During the slam, we randomly drew names with a question in our minds of what these lucky few would share from our stage. Here's a question. Is it story time? Frankie, could you come on up? Question number one. And so these are questions that our listeners have actually elicited or are, are interested in, right? So I want to know why there are so many geese and wild ducks in town. They're everywhere and they're filthy. Who is going to clean this up? Yeah. yeah. Who is going to clean those filthy ducks? <laughs> so messy. Question number two. <laughs> I wonder, I love that I wonder, I wonder about a mysterious sticker I see all over that looks like a Pac-Man ghost. Is it graffiti? A prank? A gang symbol? I can send a photo. So, all a right. helpful question asker. Yeah, send that know. photo to at Story Story Boise. <laughs> yes. Question number three. When, this one I feel like we could answer, but when and why did the idea of Charlie the Lake Monster living in Payette Lake get started? Hmm. And my sources tell me, uh, Wikipedia, that (laughs) Charlie the snake, what, lake monster? Lake monster. Is also known as Slimy Slim. (laughs) Or the Twilight Dragon of Payette Lake. So two very different directions there. Yeah, very different, very different. Question number four. Number four. Why are there so many vehicles parked on the street with plywood covering the street side tires in my neighborhood? <laughs> a, a hyper-local question. I don't know what neighborhood this person lives in. My, my grandpa actually did that. Really? Yeah. Is it, okay, so what's he the He lived answer? on Broadway. And why did, they so, do, why did he do it? He did it uh, to keep the tires from rotting from sunlight. Okay, well, maybe it, there is an answerable question. There, yeah, Sunscreen does apparently didn't work. There you go. Uh, this one, oh, I like this. Oh, what is this? Question five? Number five. Number five. Why is there no possessive apostrophe in Glenn's Ferry or Bonner's Ferry? What's the deal? <laughs> Only in Idaho. <laughs> However, I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, you can find that out. Yeah. However, I do know and I'm grateful that uh, the torch down on, is it Main Street or Fairview? Fair, yeah. They put up a new neon sign that said girls, girls, girls that had a possessive apostrophe in it. Oh. It made me crazy every time I drove by. I was like, girls what? Girls what? So they fixed that. They did, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. Number six. Why are there so many household bathrooms in Boise that are carpeted? My wife and I moved here two months ago and noticed this during our housing search. Carpeted bathrooms. Actually, I know this to be true because our board president has a carpeted bathroom. And uh, fortunately, there was a huge leak in their house, and now oh. both of her bathrooms can't be used, and the yeah. insurance is paying for a room at the Holiday Inn. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is, I hope, there's a bathroom carpeted there? No. No, no carpets at Holiday Inn. It sounds messy. I don't know. Um, number seven. Number seven. 
I don't know if this is true. Why is Idaho the only state to have fry sauce? I can tell you, no, I can tell you categorically that is not true. Uh, because my sister just came back from Corvallis, Oregon, the Burgerville, and she asked them for fry sauce, and the waiter said, what? And she said, can I get some fry sauce? What are you talking about? Fry sauce for my fries. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're talking about. Fry sauce. <laughs> Right behind him on the counter was an entire pyramid of jars that said fry sauce on the side. So they do have them at Burgerville and Corvallis. I feel like this, the eighth one. Oh, this one, is the last question. This is the last question. This is question number it's eight. especially fitting, I think, in this building. Why has the Idaho potato become such a symbol of our state? It seems it would benefit the state's image to lose the potato association. It's because we are the only state with fry sauce. <laughs> Thank you, Frankie Barnhill. Oh, wait. Oh, yes, yes, yes. How can we, how can we listen to Wanna Know Idaho? Yes, how you can ask a question, potentially get your question answered, and potentially be part of the story to help report it is go to boisestatepublicradio.org, click on the programs tab, and you'll see Wanna Know Idaho right there. All right, thank you so much. Frankie Barnhill from Boise State Public Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul. My story happened about 48 hours ago, and I found out I was coming here about four hours ago. So, um, kind of excited to tell you this story. It's gonna be really on the spot. So, uh, I have a baby due soon with my significant other, which I'm really happy about and very excited about. Um, thank you. She is due on May 29th, and it's going to be awesome. However, so we have a couple baby showers planned, right? We, did, we decided to do two. We decided to do the PG one, which was phenomenal. All of the family was there. The kids had their own blow-up house. It was beautiful. Wonderful baby shower. Good time. Um, and then the PG-13... No, that's not quite enough, but uh, the, the, the baby shower afterward was held by my significant other's friend who likes to throw more adult-style events, so she thought, let's do an adult-themed baby shower. I get there, and, she and I knew nothing about this ahead of time other than, you know, this is happening on a Sunday at noon, bring beer, that's it, okay. Got that part down. I get there and there are pink t-shirts everywhere. We have the, the baby named Sawyer Sue. They say, Sawyer, Sawyer Sue coming through. Okay. So that's great. And there was koozies, matching pink koozies that had the same thing. I mean, it was phenomenal, unbelievable. So uh, the baby shower continues to go on. My family's, my parents are there, her parents are there. Uh, a bunch of our friends. It was a really good time, actually. It was a blast. Um, you know, we're just having some day drinks on one of our first amazing sunny Boise days again, 48 hours ago, and it was a good. It was it was it was a blast. And then things got you know progressively more adult. You know, we uh, uh, as that was happening, I didn't really expect what was about to happen, but we all had to gather in the living room to play a game. Now, this game involves question marks. It starts with, in the game, the way the game works, you have a screen and you have a woman's face on the screen, only the face. And the first question mark is labor. And the second question mark is porn. <laughs> I 
My mom's right here. Dad's right here. In-laws right here. The, the whole works. So, um, that, needless to say, was this an awkward baby shower? That would be my other question. And um, <laughs> that leads up to the, to, I know, a question that a lot of people are thinking in here right now. Who won between the men and women? <laughs> Which was, you know, I, I had my guesses at first, you know, as to how that would go. Um, quite a few pictures went through. A lot of them were ties. They all canceled out. I think I may have been the only person there who kept score. <laughs> but needless to say, and I'm very much not proud of this, the men won four to zero. <laughs> Dudes, we got to get it together, man. <laughs> That's my story. It's Elizabeth McKenna. So I did not go to my high school 20th year reunion, but I did go to my 10th. And 10th is kind of weird because people have an idea of what they want their grown-up life to look like, but they haven't gotten there or even close. So it was a kind of weird mix of posturing you know, for people who had come a little close, and really nervous asking of the same three questions, which were, where do you live? What do you do? Are you married? And so we circled around each other for, you know, the first 30 minutes. Where do you live? What do you do? Are you married? I was, well, none of those really <laughs> were very interesting for me at that point. Um, and so after about, I don't know, 10 rounds of this, I decided that I wanted to change this story a little bit. So I decided that the next person who came up to ask that question, I would respond with a very different question. I would ask what the low light of the last decade had been. <laughs> and, and so the person who came up then was Charlie McCants, who I had never known well, but I had actually known since I was three. And, I got kicked out of carpool for really annoying him with this song. Could I have some music? Bang, bang, you're dead. Brush your teeth and cut open your heart. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, he didn't like it. His dad was a heart surgeon and he didn't like that. So, <laughs> so I hadn't seen him for a decade, but when he walked up, and ask, you know, where do you live? Are you married? What do you do? I said, wait, what is the worst thing that has happened in the last decade? What's, what's the low light? And he said, well, you'd think it would be that my wife and I got divorced, but it is that the woman I was having an affair with that caused my marriage to dissolve died in a car crash. And then about 30 seconds later, William Wallace walked up and said, hey, Liz, where do you live? Where do you work? Are you married? And that was the end. <laughs> Cow? Yes, she's coming. She's way in the back. 
Hello, my name is Callie Rice. Um, I'm a sophomore at Boise High. It's the first year high school. It's almost over, which is great. Um, so my story is uh, back in March in AP World, my teacher introduced um, this thing called March Madness. Nothing to do with basketball history. And you had um, one character from history that you had to research and you had to present a one minute speech to the class about why they were more influential than your opponent. And so I was absent when we did the drafting and then I was given Peter the Great. And so I, I, said, to my, I said to my friends, so here's this, we're doing this thing in AP World and I'm doing Peter the Great. And they're like, who? Peter the Great, and that she was in my class, and she, I was like, we learned about him in history. He was a Russian czar. She's like, oh yeah, him. Sorry. And I was like, okay, well. And so I went into this not really expecting to get that far. Um, I did a speech for my first, uh, the first round, and I got through. And I was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm actually going to try and uh, make my classmates listen. And so I wrote a rap that I will present. Um, so if you're wondering who Peter the Great is, this, this is him. I ascended as a czar in 1682, while in 1895, Einstein dropped out of high school. My country was a wreck, a wreck needing reform. I began to plan our future. Twas the calm before the storm westernized. A voice inside my head said, you've got to compromise and utilize to get ahead. I encouraged the development of modern industry, thus creating better circumstances for the bourgeoisie. I built ships, go on, call me Peter the Carpenter. I improved the Russian Navy, I am not an amateur. I actually established a new taxation system and when I see Einstein's mustache, I'll proceed to tax him. And honestly, who cares about what Einstein theorized? I possess the wonderful element of surprise. Education, industrialization, modernization, territory, division, reform and education, unification, reorganization of a whole damn nation, yo. Shout out to my haters, my success makes you numb. Those effing royal guards will have your heads, you scum. And when my time comes, I leave behind an empire stretching from white to Baltic and empire to desire. So how can you compare me to a loser in a lab coat and marry his cousin? He doesn't deserve your vote. <laughs> and so I won, and then <laughs> and so I send into the next round, and my teacher was like, "That was really good. You know you're gonna have to do a rap for the next round, right?" And I was like, "Oh, darn." <laughs> but I. Mm, I went, in, I, like I said, I went into this thinking I don't care if I win or lose or not. But the questions that I sh eventually began asking myself while I was struggling to write the next few raps was, what, what's going to happen if, wh what if I succeed? And the answer would be 15% extra credit, resuscitating my AP world grade. <laughs> so, and there were five rounds. And, and the last round, we had to dress up as our character. And I put on a mustache, had the, the hat and stuff. And I rocked my way through the battle. And I won. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. And as I look back on it, I'm glad I actually put the effort in. Because going into it thinking, I don't care, like, I can lose and I'll be fine. 
I didn't realize, well, I realized later that this was an opportunity to not only grow as you know, a person and using my creativity to my advantage, but um, also gaining that confidence and being able to take those. Thank you for listening. Story Story Night is brought to you by our story party, Amy Moran, Karis Kimball, Hannah Mae Schaefer, Karen Moore, Marnie Ellis, Bob Haycock, and me, Jody Eichelberger. We receive support from the Boise Arts and History Department. Thank you to our media sponsor, Radio Boise, our season sponsor, Pettit Group Real Estate, and the question mark show sponsors, Al Blank, Marianne Morrison, and Yoga for Good. Podcast production is by Stephen Baldessari, our theme song was composed by Dan Costello, and our musical guests were Lita Harris Neustetter, Thomas Paul, and J. Todd Dunnigan. Support this storied program, get tickets to our live show, and stay tuned at www.storystorynight.org or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Story Story Night.